I'm about to share the five things that I'm going to do in March to break away from my recent C game play at the tables and get back to my A game winning ways. It's study time, y'all. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi. Let's get you learning and taking action. So I'm really looking forward to today's episode. This is a follow-up, a sequel to the first episode of the year 2022. In that episode, I gave you ways to achieve your smart poker goals this year. But so I, I created my first two goals for the year, January and February. I hit those goals, but along the way, I hit some hiccups. So you're about to hear the things that I think I did wrong in January and February and the things that I'm going to do to improve my poker play and hopefully my results, but at least my performance on the felt in March. So please go to the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 380 for links to everything that I discuss in this episode. And real quick, every single episode or every single podcast episode is on my YouTube channel as well. So go to smartpokerstudy.com slash YouTube to watch this podcast episode there. Okay, let's roll. Gambate! Here's to the Army and Navy and the battles they have won. Here's to America's colors, the colors that never run. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Ah. Alrighty, so if you listen to the first episode of this year, episode number 372, um, in that episode, I gave you some tips to set and achieve your smart poker goals this year. In that episode, I actually outlined one of my own goals, and that was playing a certain number of hands in the first two months, January and February. Now, my goals at that time were 2,000 hands in January, 3,000 hands in February, And the reason why I had set that goal is because in 2021, I played hardly any poker at all. All of my time was focused around creating new courses and creating content for Smart Poker Study and the Poker Forge. I had to get back to my old playing style, playing between two to 4,000 hands per month, but then making some decent money and also improving my skills because as I get better at poker, I'm able to teach you even more, right? So, um... I'm looking at my results on the computer right now in Poker Tracker 4. I play on two different sites. I'm Hero on Ignition, and I also play on America's Card Room. And on these two sites combined, I played 5,053 hands this year. Things are looking pretty good. I hit my goal, 2,000 hands January, 3,000 hands February. But if we look at the results, and results aren't the end-all be-all. I mean, you always want to be profitable. But I'm not really judging these past two months on results. If we look at results, I was $8.46 up on Ignition, but down $14.74 on uh, America's Card Room. So altogether, uh, $6 down. Now, I play 10 NL and 25 NL, so $10 buy-in, $25 buy-in, $6 down is nothing. It's almost like break-even for the 5,000 hands, right? So I'm not upset about the results. I'm, you know, decently, I'm okay with these results for sure. Break-even play is totally fine. But 
I'm really upset with my style of play and how I approached each one of my sessions. If we take a look at my graph in Poker Tracker 4 on Ignition, you can see in the first month in January, I hit a downswing and I started to get back up and I was almost even. Then when February hit, I had a few really good sessions right at the beginning and then through the rest of the month, bam, made money. But then somewhere around mid-month, I started playing uh c game poker every single session right and my results took a a gradual dip down to being up uh, what was it eight dollars or so for the month if we take a look at my acr play we will see the same kind of trend not the same kind of i was down the whole way i would go down the first 500 hands up a bit to break even down again up to almost break even down again and just steady that downward progression all the way to 15 dollars. and especially towards the end of the month or mid month of february just like on ignition i was just playing crappy c game poker and i decided to take some time and like analyze what was going on like why was my mindset why was i not in the right place to play a game profitable uh smart good decision making hand reading kind of poker well here are the mistakes i made especially in february out of all the sessions i played in february i did not do a single warm-up i uh turned on the poker software uh, uh, in Poker Tracker 4, I hit get hands while playing. I opened up the four tables and bam, started playing. No warm up, just jumped right into it. And I find that when I do not warm up, uh, I am more likely to play C game, not A game poker. So that was the first mistake. Second mistake was no in game focus. Not once in February did I set, did I did, I, I did not choose a single focus in February. There wasn't a day when I said, I'm going to work on my three-bet bluffing today. I'm going to work on my C-betting today. I'm going to work on my pre-flop sizing and test out different sizing. No plans, no focus whatsoever. Like I said, I just fired up the tables and started playing. Again, I feel that I play better, and I think my mind is working more when I have some kind of strategy to focus on something that I'm working on, something I'm trying to improve. And so I need to do that moving forward. Uh, Alcohol. Now, I like whiskey and I like beer. Sometimes after dinner at night, my wife might be watching her show on Netflix and I'm not really interested. I might have already had one or two beers and maybe I'll pop open a beer while I start playing some poker. And I just find that with alcohol, my mistakes are terrible. I'm calling with hands that I shouldn't be calling. I'm raising at times. I'm three betting, not paying attention to stack sizes, um, not thinking about the board and how my opponent's range might interact with it. I just play my two hole cards and the board, right? Just making so many mistakes with alcohol. So I'm going to correct that for March. The last thing, and I already mentioned to it, or I already kind of mentioned it, I would just fire up four tables right away because the goal was to hit that 3,000 hands. And with my limited amount of time that I allow myself to play poker, I had to play four tables at a time to hit that 3,000 hands in February. Same thing in uh, January with 2,000 hands. As you can see, I had an entire two months to play, and I hit 5,053 hands. I barely broke, or I barely hit my goal, right? So that's the thing, forcing multi-tables. Today's episode is brought to you by my Flopzilla Pro course. This is the easy way to learn poker's number one equity calculating software. It's a tough software to learn on your own, but with the multiple videos, three and three quarter hours of do as you consume training, you're going to be guided step by step to using Flopzilla Pro to build your skills and earn more profits. 
The thing that makes this course so valuable is that along the way I explain everything that I'm doing. Your job is to watch the video and click along with your own copy of Flopzilla Pro. And then after each video, there's a 19-page workbook with one dedicated section to the stuff that you learned in the video. You're going to go to the workbook, do that work. That's going to give you extra practice with Flopzilla Pro. And I guarantee by the end of the course, you will become a Flopzilla Pro. To get the course for yourself, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash Flopzilla Pro course. And I want to thank these incredible poker peeps who actually went there and purchased it just within the past week. Rob Corkum, Gennaro Daughtry, Jim Meisel, Clint Dickerson, Dennis Peterson, Robert Brown, Roy Nichols, Larry Doman, and Tom Prost. Thank you all so very much. You went to smartpokerstudy.com slash Flopzilla Pro course, checked out all the details, and made the purchase, thereby supporting the Smart, the Smart Poker Study podcast. And I appreciate it. So what I'm going to be doing for March, I'm going to get back to basics with these five things. The first is every day before I play my session, I'm going to force myself to do a warm-up. Now, the warm-up that I'm going to choose to do, two-fold warm-up. Number one is I'm going to do a hand-reading exercise for a hand where I lost money and it got to showdown. So I'm going to whip out Flopzilla Pro, assign my opponent a range, narrow that range through the streets with the whole intention of learning from any mistakes I might have made, but at the same time, just prepping my mind, priming my mind for a game play in the session that's about to start, right? So that's number one, warm up with hand reading. Oh, the second part of my warm up is choosing a focus for the session. Earlier, I mentioned three-bet bluffing, testing different bet sizes pre-flop, maybe testing post-flop sizes, donk betting maybe could be a focus, uh, check raising as a bluff. Whatever my focus is, I need to decide on one, and I am going to use a tick sheet. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I will show you what a tick sheet looks like in just a second. But in order to keep track of my tick sheet use, I'm going to have a notebook that I'm just going to draw all the tick sheets out. And for the entire month of March, they're going to be in there so I can refer back to them and just kind of like have a, a, a representation, not a re uh, just tracking my actual use of tick sheets in game. And I might actually use this for my warm up tracking just in general and then write the hand that I did my handwriting exercise with as well so that it's on there. Because when you force yourself to write stuff down and keep track of them, you're I think you're more likely, at least me, I am more likely to get stuff done when there's like a permanent record of it, you know. The third thing I'm going to do is I am going to start with two tables for at least 15 minutes start playing, see how my decisions are, see if I'm thinking through each spot, see if I put my opponent, like visualize their range of hands, look at their HUD stats, look at stack sizes and pot sizes. As long as I'm playing a game poker, I'll add a third and a fourth table. If not, I'll either end the session if my mind, if I just can't get to a game, or if I just feel comfortable playing too, I'll just continue playing too. Now, part of that is instead of having a hand playing goal for March, I'm going to have an hours goal. My goal is to play three hours per week um, for all of March with ultimately I would love to be able to play, not be able to, but I would love to play 12 to 15 hours in March, which means roughly three hours per week on average. And the reason why I have this goal as opposed to the hands played goal is because now I can allow myself, if my goal is today, just play for one hour, 
I'm fine. I can allow myself to just play two tables, not try to fit in more tables to get more hands. And that hourly goal, I'm going to see how that works for me in March. I've tried it in months in the past, and I really like the hourly goal. I just, for January and February, I got away from that, wanted to play 5,000 hands total, but let's see how many hands I can play in a game mode with an hourly goal for March. Now, the fifth thing that I'm doing is I'm going to have my KISS cash game ranges in hand. You can see on YouTube in the video, you can see I have them uh, laminated, as you can hear in the podcast here. Now, I don't use these all the time, and I really don't need the tick sheets, but here's the thing. I realized, especially towards the last two weeks of February, I was making really bad calls and really bad three bets. And I would notice sometimes that I just clicked call in the big blind holding jack six suited. Now, if you do it against the right opponent and you know how to exploit them post-flop, great. But I found myself just calling because, ooh, it's suited. Maybe I can hit a flush draw and then check raise bluff him hit my flush on the turn, and then get value. You know, like things like that were going through my mind. So having the KISS ranges in front of me, at least if I notice I'm deviating deviating from the ranges, I can actually think about it and why did I make that call? Was that a logical call because I knew how to exploit my opponent? Or was I just playing hopeful calling poker? You know, the kind of poker that I try to teach my students to not play. And I was actually... Uh, succumbing to that at the end of February. So those are my five things. Once again, let me just refresh them real quick or run through them. Number one is do warm up with hand reading exercise uh, pre-session. Number two is to use a tick sheet with every session that I play and my decide on the focus ahead of time. Start with two tables and then add more if I'm in a game mindset. Have my ranges in hand and play with the goal of three hours or more per week. Now, to help you out, I actually went through and just took a look at some of my old podcast episodes. If you want additional information on warmups, all you got to do is go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod two, three, six. And let me show you what that looks like real quick. Once you go here, you'll find um, the episode title is called Bankroll Rules and Warmups. About 10 minutes down, about halfway through the page, you'll see all my information on warmups. This is the kind of stuff that I teach my students to do to help them warm up. Now, the if you want more information on tick sheets, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod two, six, five. When you go there, you'll see an example of a tick sheet. This tick sheet is going to help you work on c-betting. So you have three different columns, bluff c-bet, value c-bet, and then fail to c-bet, or just check, basically, is what that means. So when you have your c-betting opportunity, which, because you're the pre-flop raiser, you should have a ton of c-betting opportunities, before you click to bet or check, you've got to think to yourself, okay, why am I c-betting? Is it a bluff? Is it a value c-bet? And whichever one that is, tick or make a tick under that column, and then click the button to make your C-bet. And if you're not going to C-bet, you think it's a bad opportunity to, you can't get them to fold, uh, your hand is way too strong, you flopped quads and you want to slow play it, then you know click fail or put a check mark under fail to C-bet, and then click check on your game. So that's, that's what tick sheets are. And if you want additional information on uh, using the KISS cash game ranges and to download them for yourself, go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod344. About midway down the page, you'll see a little section right here where uh, you can get the KISS cash game ranges absolutely free. 
All right. Thank you so much for watching the video. I appreciate it. For those of you listening to the podcast, thank you very much for listening. Now you've got your own marching order. So actually, let me give you my let me give you an, a, a challenge right now. This is what I'm doing in March to get back to basics, to try to get back to my A-game winning ways. I want you to do the same. You don't have to do these exact same five things that I have here, but figure out what you're doing wrong, if anything, currently. Are you not warming up? Are you playing distracted? Are you watching ESPN while you play poker? Are you, uh, I don't know, drinking three beers before you play? Whatever the issue is that's that's keeping you from A-game mindset, make a goal for the month of March in 2022 and beyond, of course, to get beyond that, get back to basics and get back to your A-game winning ways. Alrighty, poker peeps. Thank you so much for listening, but your learning isn't complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 380. When you go there, you can see that original podcast from earlier in this year where I gave you tips to achieving and, well, setting and achieving your own smart poker goals in 2022. And then you also get to see what I'm doing to get back into my A-game playing ways for March. And speaking of goals, whatever your goals are for 2022 in poker, thepokerforge.com will help you achieve those goals. This is my one-of-a-kind poker training site where I combine strategy, action steps, quizzes, and play demonstrations like no other site does through nine masterclass courses. Please check it out. Once you sign up, you will not be disappointed. Thepokerforge.com right now to turn you into the player that you want to be in 2022. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.